Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Lisa H., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Tennessee. Today is Wednesday, March the 8th, 2023, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. Today we're reading from the big book. We're on page 66 in the chapter, How It Works. We're going to be reading and commenting on the second paragraph that begins, If We Were to Live, and ends, These Things Are Poison. Today's readers for the 12 Steps, Julie P., the 12 Traditions, Laurie C., readers of the text, Vanessa G., Katie G., and Judith S.P., our newcomer greeter is Reva P., and our second hour host is Anne Marie M. The reference numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, March the 7th, 2023, for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, it's 20,025. That's 20025. And for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, it's 20,026. That's 20026. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Julie P. to please read the 12 steps. Good morning. My name is Julie P. I am a recovered compulsive overeater, the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters 
and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to do service. Thank you, Julie P. And I will now ask Lori C. to please read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Lori C. from Virginia. These are the 12 traditions. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority. A loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to a compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to serve. Thank you, Lori C. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book. We're on page 66, and we're going to read and comment on the second paragraph that begins, if we were to live, and ends, these things are poison. And I'll ask Vanessa G. to please begin reading. Hi, everyone. Good morning. This is Vanessa G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in New Mexico. If we were to live, we had to be free of anger. The grouch and the brainstorm were not for us. They may be the dubious luxury of normal men, but for alcoholics, these things are poison. 
So in getting ready for this morning's meeting, I Googled the 1939 definitions of the grouch and the brainstorm. Um, The grouch came up as one who is habitually irritable, grumbling, whining, sulking, or complaining, a sourpuss, or a fault finder. And the brainstorm came up as a violent derangement of the mind. And so, you know, in looking at those two definitions, you know, to me, the grouch is kind of a way of life, a lifestyle, you know, a constant and consistent um, perspective on life and others. And the brainstorm is um, an explosion of rage that for me occurs when that smoldering um, grouchiness um, gets fed a little bit more fuel. But um, whether it's one or the other, or even both, you know, when I'm caught in them, those emotions are in control. And that's what's directing my thinking. And, you know, blocking, that that blocks the flow of God's direction, God's strength, and God's love into my thoughts, and eventually into my actions. In order to recover and stay recovered, I got, I must have that direction, that strength, and that love, that connection to a higher power. God must be in charge in my mind. In fact, my per- first prayer every morning is, God, as I awaken, ask you to please direct my thinking. But if I'm holding on to anger, resentments are in control of my thinking. Obstructing the flow of God into me and through me. Deprived of the presence of God, I cannot know peace. The peace that comes from resting in God's will. Restless, irritable, and discontent, I will eat compulsively again. And for me, to eat compulsively is to die. Nope. The grouch and the brainstorm aren't for me. I'm really very grateful that I've been given a way out of my old ways of thinking and under new direction. In fact, um, It is indeed the poison, you know, those are indeed the poison that I take hoping others are going to die, and yet they're the ones that are fatal to me. Um, Thank you um, so much for showing me this way through the 12 steps, you know, the people on this line, the people that have gone before me, um, so that I can be um, clear and open and ready for God's direction and guidance. Thank you for letting me share this morning. Thank you, Vanessa G., for getting us started. And although we value your experience, we do ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience, too. So if you've shared on any of the vision meetings on Monday or Tuesday, we ask you to hold back. And who would like to share on what was read this morning? Heidi H. Heidi. Katie. I think Susan. Yep. Denise O. Denise. Carmela G. Carmela. Anybody else? Okay. You'll have to remind me. 
if everyone will, yeah, hit star one. Thank you. Um, if you'll remind me of the first initial of your last name, I have Reva P, Heidi, Katie G, Susan, Denise O, and Carmela G. Reva P, you're up, followed by Heidi. Good morning. Reva? This is oh, there Reva you are. P. Yeah, here I am. Um, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. Um, I had to share on this paragraph because I have a lot of experience with anger, um, justified anger. Reba, if you'll hit star one again, I think we've got muted. Hi, can you hear me now? Yeah, just well, you have a lot of experience with anger. Go from there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Um, and I find it interesting that it says if we were to live, not if we were to be sober, um, that this is about a way of life. Um, and if I want to live well, um, it's not just about putting the food down. Um, it's about being free of the things that block me. Um, from not just, you know, picking up again, but, but from living the life that God would have me live. Um, and, um, you know, being grouchy and irritable and grumpy and explosive. I'm sorry, Reva, we lost you again. I don't know what's happening. Um, yeah, I don't so know. Yeah, yeah, grouchy and grumpy. Uh, <laughs> grouchy and grumpy. So um, it's interesting that this is happening, and I can get grouchy and grumpy. Um, but, um, just like I can't tolerate certain foods, ingredients, behaviors, I can't tolerate the anger. Um, and I am ruled. When I'm in anger, it's like a power greater than myself. And I guess the word freedom reminds me um, it's not just stuffing down the anger, just like it's not about white-knuckled abstinence. It's about being free, not needing to be angry because the root of the problem, the selfishness, gets addressed when I work the steps in abstinence um, and I get to see things from a whole different angle and things that would you know, really tick me off. Um, I can have that neutrality or um, just a change in perspective. So just a great reminder about the freedom that comes um, when I work the steps, especially around the anger and resentment. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Reva P. Sorry about that. Um, and Heidi, you're up. If you'll give me the first initial of your last name, followed by Katie G. Heidi, press star one. We can't hear you. Hi, I'm Heidi H. out of Chicago. Terrific. Thank you. I was trying to say, can I be heard or not say that? But thank you very much for the paragraph, and thank you for all for doing service. And uh, yesterday, before a meeting, a Zoom meeting, um, I was called restless, irritable, and discontent. And here we are with the famous paragraph. And when I am in this state, I am usually. I am so sorry, Heidi. Not sure what's going on with our line this morning, but we have lost you. Star one again. 
IDH, we can't hear you. Hope y'all can hear me. We can hear right. you, Lisa. Yes, we yes. can. Thank you. We can. Yes, Lisa, we can hear you. There is okay. trouble. Okay. Heidi yeah. H. One more call for Heidi H. Okay. Katie G, are you available? And we can try to circle back around this to Heidi, Heidi H. H. Oh, there you are, Heidi, Heidi. H. Sure am. Okay. Oh. Heidi I, H. I, I just <laughs> I just want you to know, technically, I was given a message that I was kicked off. I was kicked off the conference, so that could be technical, unless there was something I said about anger. That wasn't a no. um, so that was a technical thing. Um, anyways, um, I did let people know before the meeting that I was fearful and angry and that I just wanted to give my... Okay. I am so sorry. I don't know what's happening with the line. We're having trouble with Heidi H. Katie G., why don't you share with us, and we'll see if Heidi can come back. Hi. Good morning. And I'm going to ask the annoying question. Can I be heard? Yes. Yes, ma'am. You can be. Rock star. Hey, if, if, if I get cut off, I'll just be cut off. This is Katie G., Recovered Compulsive Eater in Boston. And um. You know, what do we do when we live? We breathe, right? We respirate. And um, before I got recovered again, um, I didn't even know that my whole life was anger. Um, I was a monster. I was yelling all the time. And um, and when I got abstinent, I felt a lot better, right? I felt my anger better. And um, yeah, so when I'm in resentment, it's going to kill me. I'm fighting for my life. And um it's interesting that it says it's not really a luxury that normal men can have. Like it says it's a dubious, which is doubtful. Like normal men can't even deal with it. And I'm, I'm definitely not normal. And so what do I have to do? Like I have to become someone that, that anger can come in, breathe, because the reason I'm talking about respiration is because for me, God is as close as the breath. So when I'm fighting for my life, which is what happens to me when I get, when I feel rejected, like let's say there's a situation, oh, what a surprise, Katie's feeling rejected, right? I literally, like my, my blood, um, I'm using hand gestures like you can see me, my blood pressure goes up, I'm lonely, I'm afraid, and I'm interpreting a situation in a way that is tragic. It's like the Roman tragedies, like Katie G is being rejected and she has to fight for her life because I'm so scared, my heart is Racing. I'm like my four-year-old. She slams doors. She stomps her feet. Right? But today, as a recovered woman, what's different? When I have that, I breathe. Right? If I'm lucky, I don't act out. And if you, I shouldn't say lucky. If I'm really connected to God, I don't lash out. And I do a 10 and I see. I feel God because God's as close as the breath. So yesterday when I was doing that rejection turnaround, right, and I could see, like, if God were everything, Katie, you would know that God loves me, God knows me, God gave me every single hair on my head, and God is orchestrating who I need, what I need, when I need, for as long as I need it, right? That God is love, and that man's rejection is divine protection. 
So God becomes my soothing balm, my respiration, my way to live. And, you know, I can't live. I am going to die. You know, a lot of times I'll think, oh, that's just a little resentment. There's nowhere in the book that says if you just have a tiny resentment, you're going to be okay. I mean, I'm going to share with you, I get resentful at my dogs, my daughters, my daughters, my four-year-old daughters, my 80-year-old father. But today, I have a chance at not acting that out. And that, my friends, is a miracle. It's a total miracle. So I know I need to keep coming and learning uh, and getting closer to God. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you, Katie G. And I'm going to try Heidi H. again and then Susan. And I also got kicked off, but <laughs> to get back on again. So I don't know what the technical glitch is. Susan, I didn't get the first initial of your last name. Yeah, this is Susan S.H. in Ohio. I'm a recovered Terrific. I can hear you. Please share with us. Good. Really grateful to be here. Um, Yeah, what strikes me is that grouch in the brainstorm because the family of origin, you know, I say, oh, it was a pretty normal family. Well, it was normal to me, but there was a lot of grouch and brainstorm mixed in. Every Wednesday, I spend time with my remaining brother and sister, who I love. But it is... um, I always hear that grouch in the brainstorm that I'm so familiar with, and it's not the easiest thing in the world not to fall back in with the grouching or even the sudden anger. I am so grateful to have tools, which are the steps, which are directions that can help me Avoid that dubious luxury of normal men because I know and I believe these things are poison to me. Yeah, I cannot change anyone else, but I can accept them exactly where they are and love them exactly where they are and turn to my higher power to guide me away from that grouch in a brainstorm. This is Susan from Ohio, and I'm a whiny bitch. <laughs> well, that was a nice thing. It sounds like there's... Okay. Susan H., can you come back on again, star one, to finish? Yeah, I kind of got uh, a message from someone when I got kicked yeah. off. So yeah, <laughs> something sorry about on. that. So sorry. Okay. Well, um, that's pretty much it. I'm grateful for the directions that help me turn to my higher power instead of turning to that grouch in the brainstorm that was my way of life, along with the eating, which was my way of life. I'm here now, and I'm grateful, and I pass. Thank you, Susan. Thanks for everybody hanging in there. Denise O., you're up, followed by Carmela G., Hi, this is Denise Olson, Wisconsin. Um, Terrific. When I read this, okay, good, I'm on. Um, when I read this, um, it didn't come to me right away. I was, But as people were sharing, and thank you for everybody's share, 
I was thinking about how when I was a teenager, my dad used to always call me Bear because I was so grouchy in the morning, which is a teenager, teenager quality. I have two teens right now, um, two boys. Um, but when I think about it, I think that, you know, that grouch, that mentality kind of, um, that's when I, you know, was starting to really gain weight. Um, and I think it was all about the fear and the resentment and, um, and not handling it correctly. Um, when I did um, my inventory, I found out that, um, you know, I did my inventory. Most of the things on it were about my personal life. And now in recovery, um, my personal life is, you know, much lighter and freer. And um, it's a, a good way. But I didn't really concentrate on my work life because I thought my work life was, well, yeah, they're not treating me right. <laughs> so I really didn't get it. So now I find myself. Um, resentful, resenting some things at work and, and having to do 10 steps often um, and really realizing that it really is the change that I have to make. It's not about them. It's really about me. Um, so, so yeah, this in the past, the paragraph right before this too, talking about resent, resentment too, it, it really has been freeing to be able to let that go and realize I need to change. It's not nobody, nobody else's. It's me. Um, and so my, so my life can be lighter, and um, I feel very grateful um, for that. So with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Denise O. And Carmela G., please share with us. Thank you so much, Lisa. Carmela G. from New York, a gratefully recovered compulsive overeater. And um, it's nice to know that uh, the gremlins that were kicking people off was just another sick and suffering person that we need to pray for. So um, no mystery to that one. And um, the wind is blowing here in New York. And I'm sorry, Carmela, you got cut off. Star one again. Carmela G. I am I am very grateful for our technological team that is in the background. So thank you very much for taking good care of us this morning. Um, and if Carmela G. can come back, but let me remind everyone where we are. We're reading and um, commenting on the second paragraph on page 66 that begins, if we were to live and ends, these things are poison. Carmela, are you available? She may come back around. Um, the, The lines are now open for other people who'd like to share on what was read. It's Carmela. Um, Yay, Carmela. Thank you. I had to dial back. Um, Oh, okay. Okay. Carmela, you go ahead and finish, and then we'll take another list of names. Okay. Thank you so much, Lisa. So in disease, anger, resentment, fear, that's what owned me. In recovery, the gift of steps one, two, and three and doing that inventory um, and surrendering all these things to God And I get the gift of peace, serenity, and joy. And 
like the spring flowers that are blooming now, we need oxygen, and I'm no longer constricting my blood vessels and making those wrinkles in my face. I'm relaxed, and I'm breathing, and I'm being filled with the love and peace and serenity that I get through working this program and having a power greater than myself that I call God and his love for me enables me to shine and no longer have that anger, resentment, and fear. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Carmela G. And who else would like to share this morning? Kim G. Kim. Vasa. Phil M. Phil. Uh-huh. Jeannie B. Can you hear me? Um, who's this? This is Lisa B. I, I just learned how to unmute. I've been here since okay, the beginning. Okay, so if you want to share, Lisa, hang on um, sure. a minute. Okay, hit star one again if you'll to mute your phone. So I have, we'll go with this and we'll see if we have time for more when we're finished. I have Kim G, Vasa O, Phil M, Teeny B, and Lisa B. Kim G, please share with us. Hi, this is Kim G, um, a recovering compulsive eater from Pennsylvania. And um, the quote that stuck out to me was the dubious luxury of normal men. And when I think of the word dubious, I think of like, you shouldn't trust it. And so people, normal people can think about and go into a rant and go into that negative thinking. But the difference is they can turn back to thinking that is calm and content. And it just made me think about our thoughts. If one thing that happens that makes us restless or discontent then turns into grouchiness, then it turns into the rage of the brainstorm. And for people like us, that is that just equals death. So I was just thinking how we need our, our higher power. We need to call on God so that we can live in a place that is free of that. And we have to do it right away. And I'm learning that that happens for me many times during the day. And I'm starting to catch it, which is like a hallelujah. So thank you for this program. Thank you for everyone that did service today. And I pass. Thank you, Kim G. And Vasa O, you're up, followed by Phil M. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Vasa, grateful recover compulsive overeater calling from Florida, and I just, this is a great paragraph, but it's really hard, you know, looking back, you know, the way I lived my life while I was still into the food addiction, and not working the steps, and not being in recovery. I mean, uh, I remember my mother telling me, you know, as I was growing up, how moody I was, and, you know, my emotions were always up and down. Um, and she just couldn't get, he, she couldn't reach to me. 
Oh, she didn't. I wouldn't let her get close to me. And I'm doing this. I'm going through the same thing with my daughter right now. It's so hard. Yeah. She's working on herself right now. She doesn't want to have anything to do with me. But anyways, thank you, God. I'm into recovery. So uh, anger and resentment uh, are poison to me, like like some of the foods that I was putting in in my body. They're poison to me, but I, I could not put them down. I mean, I could put them down for a little bit, but I always pick them up. And it's the same thing with the anger and the resentment. Yes, I was abstinent, but I was still into the anger and resentment because I was talking about my unhappy childhood years, you know, and, uh, and, you know, I carried it, you know, I carried it, it's, it's, it, it'll kill me, it, and I learned to, to eat or to drink, it was going to kill me to go back into the, my food addiction, it was to die, so I was willing to take um, the rest of the steps, you know, going to the fourth step, and as what we are doing right right now, putting down the resentments, the causes, effects, and it was painful, but it was just so much healing because of that too. So again, you know, I mean, the deep resentments, I meditate. It was like meditation over and over. It's like putting the food down over and over, not getting any results, you know, and I did the same thing with the resentments. I lived into fear, worries, and anxieties and resentments, and I wanted to be free. And that's why, that's why I do, you know, the work I do here. And it is by the grace of God. I feel a lot. There's so much freedom. I can have a peace today, and it is because of the, my higher power. Um, you know, I needed to be free from the food addiction and I need to be free from the anger and resentment. I can get angry today, but I don't carry it for a day or two not to talk to my husband or to avoid. I can talk to him today, tell him how I feel, and I can let it go. I I can go to sleep at nighttime because of step 10. You know, I can Fine. do my house cleaning. Thank you. I'll wrap it up. And I can go to sleep like a baby. Thank you for letting me share and I pass. Thank you, Vasa O. And Phil M., you're up, followed by Teeny B. Hello. Thank you so much for your service. You're handling everything so well today. Um, my name is Phil um, M., and um, I'm a gratefully recovered compulsive overeater from Northern Ireland. And uh, I got a, a phone call from a, a lovely OA person today, and she was concerned because she thought some people uh, didn't like her. And it just reminded me of how I was. Do you know when I was um, either in the food or recovering, and this, this girl's recovering, but I had to learn confidence to ask people, when you did such and such, did you mean or whatever? And so many times I had got it wrong. I had got it wrong so many times, and eventually I stopped checking with people and gave them the benefit of the doubt um, because that hurt very quickly turns into... Uh, anger turns into resentment. And that is really no way to live. And I was getting my value from other people's behavior and opinions. And I'm so glad that today my value comes into me and from knowing that I'm loved and adored by my higher power, deeper power, uh, you know, that 
that she's not mad at me, she's mad about me. And I cannot love my grandchildren more, I believe, than than my creator loves me. And that's a wonderful, wonderful thought because my grandchildren are just the light of my life and just the very thought of them just, just changes me. And I do love the idea that my heart power is as close as a breath. And our, our literature does say, you know, our sponsors will let us down. And I have been able to make my sponsor in the past, you know, my higher power. But they can't, they're human. They're going to not be there. They can't always be there when we need them. But we have a, I have a loving uh, presence available available to me. I believe we all do um, at any moment, at any time. Um, I'm checking out of my, my uh, checking out, but I'm leaving my son's flat in London here today. He's, he's let me stay for a week. It's been wonderful. I've met up with so many different OA people, including a sponsee that I haven't met in person before. So it's been a wonderful trip and things aren't quite working out. The, the tumble dryer is not drying. <laughs> stuff that needs to be dried but I'm not panicking because I really feel safe and secure so that grouch in the brainstorm and that tension in my body which I kind of lived with all the time is dissipating and my watchword for this year is trust and I'm trusting that my higher power will build that trust my favorite prayer is God I believe help my own belief um because that can be knocking about you know in certain situations um and it's uh it's a lovely adventure for the rest of my life, and I'm just delighted to be on this path with you all. And uh, thank you so much for your service. Um, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Phil M. And Teeny B, you're up, followed by Lisa B. While I love being called Teeny, it's Jeannie B. Well, thank you, Jeannie. I'm gonna I'm gonna start calling myself Timmy though I have to tell you J E A N I E B from Florida I'm a recovered over uh, recovered compulsive overeater and I thank you so much for today as I was listening to the initial read in the share I was thinking wow they are describing me and then when the issues started coming up I started giggling I am someone who can um, unfortunately has the character defect of getting irritated way too quickly. And I am working full time on loving what is and accepting, accepting and embracing reality rather than trying to get a stranglehold on it and wrestle it to the ground. As I have realized that every time I am irritated, every time I am rageful or mad or you name the negative thing, it is because I am arguing with reality. It's because I'm mad at it and I don't want it to be. I don't want this to be happening. I don't want you to be saying this, feeling this. I don't want to be feeling this. That is me always wanting to argue with reality. And so it was this morning when these things started happening and I was giggling. I was like, oh, this is perfect. This is me having a nice practice moment with accept it and embrace reality and that is my journey and that is um, I am throughout the day sometimes better at it and sometimes worse at it but what I know is I am only better through recovery and I am only better 
when I'm abstinent, fully abstinent, and I am only better when I am not focused on food. I am not obsessed with food. And instead, I am focused. I shift my focus to the steps. And I shift my focus to service and contribution. And I shift my focus to living in my ideals. Who do I want to be? What is the next right action? Not because it's easy or the default, but because I shift and I shift and I shift until it becomes more habituated and more my norm. I'm not, not there yesterday, hoping to be there more today. Progress, not perfection. I thank you so much. Thank you for your service. Thank you for vision. I pass. Thank you, Jeannie B. And Lisa B., please share with us. Hi, my name is Lisa B. Lisa, I'm a compulsive overeater and restrictor. Um, this is a, an amazing little paragraph. It's been years since I've, I've read it, and I'm new to OA. I've been off sugar about two months, and I'm unfalling. And um, I've always had a hard time dealing with it, with anger. I, I stuffed it. And in uh, the last week, I had to take this loan out um, in order to get um, my mouth taken care of. And the loan was, an act, to me, was my higher power ever present in my life doing, it was because I had bad credit. So um, uh, a denture broke, and I was just filled with um, self-righteous anger. And um, I had I had to, I knew that, I was so uncomfortable with it, I just kept praying. And my higher power delayed the visit from the first day to the second day. And between the first day and the second day, my anger was slowly diminishing. And when I went and saw the dentist, I took some OA literature with me. And um, I was able to um, um, go to the index and look up anger. And um, finally, I think it was March 26th reading, um, hit me. And I realized, again, that the fact that I even had these dentures were a gift from my higher power. So who was I to go in there, um, you know, in rage when, when they were, I wouldn't have had these without, without um my without the god of my understanding and i was able to conduct myself i i calmly just said what happened <laughs> rather than demand that they pay my loan off and i was able uh, given the gift of making an amends to the receptionist um for uh my behavior even though i thought i did well the day before i knew i hadn't um, and, and when I first came in. So, and even off sugar and unmelting, I've, I've had two life-altering experiences and shifts of perception about what's, uh, about things and, um, and, and seeing where I own amends long overdue to my, to my dad who suffered the same, um, agonies of, spiritual 
the the spiritual malady that I did do. So um, it's just it's a great paragraph. That's all I've got. Thanks. Thank you, Lisa B. And we probably have time for three, maybe four shares. Um, sharing on page Elena. 66. Elena, I hear you. Second paragraph on 66, if we were to live. Anybody else? Anne-Marie K. Anne-Marie K. Pamela P. from Pennsylvania. Pamela P. Anne-Marie K. Maybe one more. John M. Okay, I'm going to make you our last. Hopefully, John will get to you. I have Elena C., Anne-Marie K., Pamela P., and John M. Elena C., please share with us. And if you're not Elena C., please press star one. Elena, we can't hear you. Good morning. I'm being kicked out, so just watch. Oh, my baby. There you go. Okay. Again. Good morning, okay. everyone. My name is Elena C. from South Carolina. I spell my name E-L-E-N-A. <clears throat> Recovered uh, today, and I'm originally from Romania. And this paragraph is um, reminding me of um, I had two phenomenon going on in my active addiction. Along the phenomenon of craving, there was the phenomenon of raging. And what that meant was that I was not able to hold my impulse. Somehow in my brain structure, just like with the phenomenon of craving, the brainstorm meant for me, you know, I have a thought, you piss me off, I'm going to do something to retaliate. And, um, and that's just how it was. And for me today, um, nowhere in the big book does it say never, ever, ever feel anger. That's not what the big book says. That's not what recovery means for me today. It means that um, this um, feelings, human emotions have transformed for me in, at a more tolerable level because the energy of my higher power ha- are helping those wires in my brain, are helping everything in my being to no longer react as much. And, you know, another thing that happened for me, the spiritual energy that is now surrounding me as a result of my doing my part, working on the simple uh, but not easy steps of recovery is helping me pause and look at myself when I event- eventually do that. And you know what? And I can't, I, I'm sure I, I don't do it perfectly. And this isn't my goal. If I am telling myself, I'm going to do it perfectly. I am going to, this is not okay. This is not recovery. But what I tell myself, do the best I can. This is what my higher power is telling me. Do the best you can to hold, to kind of observe what happens, what you do as a result of the, your anger rising, because it will, it will always will. My anger today is giving me a lot of information about the world around, such as, you know, I might want to set up some boundaries or assert myself. It's not as powerful as before. It was very justified. 
my resentment was justified. And that's where I, that's, that's where it was very tricky. That's what the, the justification of my resentment has disconnected me with the world, from the world. So resentments are never justifiable. And thank you for letting me share. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Elena C. And Anne-Marie K., you're up, followed by Pamela P. Morning, everybody. This is Anne-Marie K. in Pennsylvania, recovered but not cured. And I love what I've heard today, and I love this piece, um, dubious. I love that word, dubious, and I love grouch and a brainstorm. And dubious to me was didn't even exist because I was God, you know, I could do whatever I wanted when I wanted. And I remember the first time I heard in a meeting, you know, that we lied, we kept uh, tally on relationships or scores on relationships, and we fought battles that didn't exist. Oh, my Lord, was that me. And I thought it was my job to do all those. Well, the lie part came because if it became inconvenient, if the truth became inconvenient, then I would make up my fantasy because that was the other problem I had. You know, I, I was terminally unique. I could change the script <laughs> to make sure that everybody was following my script exactly. And today I recognize, oh, God is doing for me what I could not do for myself. That surrender and, and willingness of step six. Oh, Lord. And I find that it, that's the beauty of this program the more we're willing, the more it is taken away from us. And it's been said much many times a day. That doesn't mean I'm, I finally can feel human emotions without having to react to them in such a way that makes everybody around me uncomfortable. Or that I, again, that I, every time somebody says something I didn't like, I had to just come right back in, charge in with the, well, that's not right kind of attitude. These things were dubious. But again, I thought they were my job. It's so nice to be able when other people, and, you know, it happens with mostly with family members, especially if my husband's railing about something. It's like I don't have to get involved. I can just listen and not take it on that I have to write that, make him think differently. Well, don't you see? I mean, if, 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 and all these old words that used to be my motive, the way I reacted to life just seem to have melted away every time I said, God, thy will be done. And I'm not God today, Lord, so please take care of my inability to stop myself. That's why I love the four steps so much. And when I think how I used to think it was such a terrible thing, well, yeah, because I didn't want to face the reality of who I was. But I really didn't recognize it. It was the most freeing thing to do that fourth step, to not do those behaviors that made me irritable, discontent, and... uh I just love this program so much, and I love listening to the recovery and knowing that, yes, I am recovered today because I don't use those those symptoms no longer exist in me one day at a time, contingent on my relationship with my most precious holy higher power, who I choose to call God. And so with that, I'm going to just pass and say, everybody, have a great day unless you've made other plans. Thank you, Anne-Marie Kay. And Pamela P., please share with us. Yes, hello. My name is Pamela P. from Pennsylvania. So what I got from this paragraph is oh, I had a, a lot of resentment of coming up um, 
from my mother. My mom passed away many years ago, but I let it go when I first came in program earlier in my life, my early 20s. And now, because a lot of things sometimes remind me or her behavior around me, it made me bring up resentment. But I'm just trying to let it go. Cause see, my mother, she was mentally ill. She never was diagnosed. And that's the way, you know, I got to keep it moving. And a couple other more resentment coming up, you know. And I just, you know, got to live in the now. You know, I did got to say, okay, God, don't put all my energy in negativity and keep it moving because you can't change people's behavior, but you could change your behavior or, or you could change your reaction. But usually sometimes the resentment made me go to the food. So that was the big problem. So right now they're trying to be calm. I'm a little anxiety today. I had allergic reaction yesterday or something, and I, I, I'm a little resentment. I can't go to the gym today. And I wanted to go three days in a row, but I think I let it go because things happen for a reason. My main concern is to not to pick up asset food because of that. And I did eat something that was relatively healthy, but it will add on to my breakfast, so I'm not storing what great. But I do got the rest of the day to try to get it right. And it could have been the worst. It could have been a binge. So I'm just praying because God answered prayer. I didn't want any of my seal. I'm grateful for Jesus. I'm grateful for my partner. I'm grateful for my new life, prosperity, protection, the OA family from the OA meeting, visiting for you, my amazing sponsor, and just being here healthy. Just keep focused on Jesus and gratitude throughout the day and my partner. Um. And, you know, leave the resentment at the door because it's just a waste of time. It don't hurt the person you resent things to. It hurt that you resenting. <laughs> it hurting me. So that pretty much it. I'm just praying for everyone, whoever who struggle with this disease. Remember, God is with you, and he could overcome anything. Don't work the amazing program one day at a time. And for that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Pamela P. And John M., we have one minute if you want to take it. John M. from South Carolina. Reading about anger, I I realized I was angry for 40 years. And so now I wonder, what was the root of that anger? Self-centeredness. Everything was me, 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 me. I was so hard done by. Now I see things differently. I see that I only hurt myself. And I'm the main cause that I became the mess I am. Not anybody else, me. So, you know, that freed me. And it continues to free me. And I no longer feel that anger. I feel only love for my creator and for my fellow beings. And that's my reward. To forgive others means you forgive yourself. Hallelujah. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, John. Um, John M. from South Carolina. Thank you to everyone who shared today. 
Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Wednesday, March the 8th, 2023, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 20,034. That's 20034. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And Katie G., will you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. I can. Good morning again, everyone. Katie G., A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him. And to your fellows, clear away the wreckage of your past, if really of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.